0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: And we hope this helps you this uh, the next couple hours. Alana Pratt with us, Ivy League graduate, an author, relationship coach. She's the go-to authority for those who have suffered heartbreak and loss and are ready to rebuild their lives in healthy and positive ways and emerge from lockdown with a new lease on life. Certified coach with nearly 5 million viewers on YouTube. Alana offers very private group sessions, online coaching programs, if you're single, if you're in a relationship, to help clients develop a healthy, intimate relationship and themselves first, which naturally attracts and enhances their ideal partnerships. Alana Pratt, first time on Coast to Coast. Hi, Alana.
0: Oh, it is great to be here. Thank you so much for having me, George.
1: I'm looking forward to this. What a tough time for a lot of people, huh?
0: Right, Yeah.
1: This lockdown is something else. And how did they call it?
0: Yeah, the, the idea of, of uh, all of this forced upon us. Uh, we, we used to think we had control of our lives. <laughs> nope. No and, Right? This idea of, like, I, I need certainty on the outside to feel okay on the inside. And that's been taken away. So we have to find certainty, safety. Uh, on the inside now, and that's tough for a lot of people.
1: I had mentioned that divorces are up, suicides are up. Can we blame COVID-19 and the lockdown for that?
0: Mm, It's a catalyst of something I think was always going on under the surface anyways. It's certainly what I find in my practice that um, we've been able to just Make it work with Facebook. Just go on Facebook and avoid my problems. Or, or of course, there's a lot of other, like obesity or drugs or, or, you know, the list goes on. Um, And when there isn't a global pandemic, you know, we can sort of cope with our avoidance mechanisms. But when something as intense as COVID and the loss of life and jobs and freedom, we can't escape anymore. So we have to absolutely address the elephant in the living room, you know, head on. And that requires we have to feel. We have to slow down and feel, face our, you know, face our feelings. And, and most of us haven't been trained on how to do that, which leads to, I'm out of here. Let's just get a divorce. Or I'm literally out of here, off the planet. Yeah.
1: Do you find that uh, couples get divorced if they a little quicker if they don't have children?
0: Well. I think that is a, an an excuse to go, okay, well, let's make this work more right. you know, for the children. But I grew up with parents that, you know, I wish they got a divorce, George. Really? I did not. Oh, Well, yeah, I got taught all the unhealthy things about a relationship. So I wish they would have had the courage to bless and release each other and consciously uncouple. Then I could have had like four parents who were kind and loved each other rather than two that fought all the time but i do I do think it is a bit of an easier out if the kids aren't there, but I think the main issue across the board is that people people haven't learned how to communicate with themselves so they can't communicate with another.
1: you know, my uh, parents were literally matched together by their parents. they Seriously? basically said uh, Gabe and Georgette, we want you two to meet each other and get married. Um. <laughs> They went out and they had a good time and they got married and they stayed married until my dad died uh, several years ago.
0: Wow. You know, it's interesting. Every generation has its own pros and cons or challenges and, you know, easier, easier ways. We have independence. We have choice. We have the vote. We, you know, women can fend for themselves and and have their own thriving careers. And um, so that's a positive. And, and yet, I think the, the challenge comes that we, we swipe left too quickly. You know, when something gets a little tough, we're, we're out of here. And we haven't learned to, you know, to really have perseverance and resilience and grit um, because the structures aren't there to hold us in the marriage. You know, it's just easy to, to move on.
1: How did you get involved in this?
0: Oh, because I was a hot mess. <laughs> had to go to my own counseling, my own therapy. Really? Own wor- yeah, oh, yes. Isn't it that we always need to teach what we need to learn? That's That's been my experience. And you
1: just decided you want to do this for a living?
0: Well, back in the day, 20 years ago, I'm 50 now. So about 20 years ago, I was going through... You um, sound 30, fr- by the way. see it again?
1: You sound 30.
0: Oh, you you can just talk to me like that all night. I'm very happy. <laughs> so yeah, I was in my first marriage and it wasn't going very well and I started to go to therapy and workshops and I was sort of cast I was brought to the side. They're like, "Hey, you're good at this. People tell you things they haven't told other people. Sometimes things they haven't even told themselves. Oh, that's like true. what's going on?" And I said, "Well, I have a great deal of love for humanity." I don't think there's any good in judging people or rejecting them. I'm just a safe place for them to be real. So that started me on my own becoming a coach and going through my own. It was two divorces and a custody battle. I've been through some interesting experiences, but it makes me real and safe for people not to feel ashamed of their own path so that we can, we can get to the core and heal that shame and guilt. You know, that's the lowest vibration on Hawkins scale of consciousness, I'm sure you know, is that shame and guilt, and it holds people stuck. But when you can transform that, integrate that, heal that, it can turn into your superpower of, like, compassion, strength, speaking up. So I, I learned through the School of Hard Knocks, as well as a lot of different certifications, etc. and I think it's just one of the greatest blessings to be that safe place for a person to land and not be judged and sit in the fire with them and get through to the other side.
1: Are we blaming COVID nineteen for all these mishaps that people are
0: having? Oh, we're always blaming something, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> so so this COVID's the flavor of the day to blame for everything. But I, I see life as your, your point of view creates your reality. So if you want to see the glasses half full and so it is, half empty and so it is. So COVID's the blame it all, fine. But we can also look at the blessings that COVID has brought. And that's my point of view. I get to choose my point of view. So that's my point of view. I think COVID is an invitation to slow down, feel our feelings, face what we have been avoiding in ourselves and been avoiding in our relationships.
1: Well, I mean, it is true that COVID 19 with the lockdown has kind of forced us to do things or look at things in a different way. That's I love happening. That.
0: Yeah, I love that it's forced us. We, we often go along on an autopilot with life, with work, with kids, with marriage, with the whole thing. And then we're dead. <laughs> and then it's the end. And this has given us a chance to wake up and go, hey, is this actually what I choose? Am I actually in charge or am I going to be a big old victim of my circumstances? How can I pivot? What else is possible? I'm not going to let this stop me. So what inside me is ready to emerge that only because of COVID, that's the catalyst to wake something up in me and, and lean in to the discomfort, ask more questions, hang out with more positive people, and see it as, as a gift.
1: We should have you talk to some government leaders, though,
0: Alana, because
1: <laughs> some of the things they've implemented are just so outrageously crazy. Right. I mean, here's an example. Tell me. Um, you can go into a restaurant. You must wear your mask. Yeah. But as soon as you get to your table, you can take your mask off. Now, COVID
0: doesn't exist when you
1: sit. That's right. <laughs> now, you cannot have a live piano player in the restaurant that used to have. Oh, but you can hear piped-in music. That's okay. Geez. Now, is the piano player going to give you COVID? Is that why they're not there anymore? I just don't get it.
0: No. I I think there's so much chaos and fear-based decision-making that these crazy behaviors, I've heard of other ones at the beach, you can stand at the beach, but not sit or sit, but not sit. Yeah. At other, you
1: can't other sit at a bar, but you can sit at a table.
0: Right. right. Um, I, I think it's a sad time for people trying to create laws that give a sense of safety for people when it's just insanity. So I agree total craziness out there, insanity out there. And again, we get to choose how we react or respond to it. Are we going to just have a good laugh, look at the bright side, make the best of it or complain all day long? I mean, I've got a precious, finite amount of energy every day. And I choose to not allow another to get my goat. I choose to not even let crazy laws, even though it takes a couple deep breaths to to take me off my center and I see it as just ten more push ups, you know, just just more spiritual practice and we're all being invited into a lot of deep breathing these days. But we can do it. We can rise. And we can't do it alone. I don't think we can do it alone. So thank you for this program and thank me for showing up for my my community. And thank everybody who's willing that together Together we can get through it, but alone, go in there and help those people that are avoiding or distancing, because that can be a very scary place.
1: We're going to take calls with Alana next hour. Those of you that uh, are feeling the lockdown issues, uh, share your stories with us. I feel sorry, Alana, I always have for homeless people, but more so now than ever before. I mean, especially in the L.A. area, you see them under bridges, living in cardboard boxes and tents, and it's not easy.
0: No, and it's uh, easier for people to shut their heart and look the other way. So thank you for your bravery to feel and face that, and what can we do about that?
1: What would you say is the biggest issue with this lockdown today, based on what you've seen?
0: It's the lack of touch the lack of connection, the lack of being in another's space. I mean, I do Be- all because, my
1: because studies. of masks? Does that because, contribute to it?
0: Yeah, I think it does. Like I've even noticed myself. I'm a happy, connected, you know, vibrant chick. When my mask is on, I stop making eye contact. It's weird. Even
1: though that's all you can see.
0: I know, I know, but I've noticed I've I've lessened my degree cuz I can't they can't see me smiling. They can't see that I'm like, I like to smile at everybody. I'm a Canadian. We just, that's what we do. We oh, are you? We
1: love our Canadian neighbors. I'll tell you that.
0: Thank you. I do too. And I'm noticing because I can't smile, there's a part of me that feels defeated. So I just don't even look anymore. So I think even the masks create distancing between us. And I think that's the most harmful um, problem with, with all of the distancing and in order to keep our heart open and stay connected when we can't be around people, that's, that's the trick.
1: Well, How with, we with COVID-19, with I, I've, I've learned the masks work to prevent people who are sneezing from getting you if you've got one and they've got one. But I'm not sure just talking or anything like that is going to really get anybody infected.
0: I agree. I don't really think they, do, they work terribly well. But, but, but
1: and- they work for the sneezing. I, because oh. sneezing, you can hit somebody from
0: ten feet. This is true. This is true. Um, yeah, but it 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 annoys me. It still annoys me, and I have to deep breathe for sure. Um, but yeah, the the idea that we could use another technology like Zoom, even though it's not the same as a hug, nothing's the same as a hug. Right. What I do love about the brain is the brain doesn't know any different. If you tell it, okay, right now, see it, think it. Feel the emotion and feel the body sensation and give yourself that time to imagine. I know it's not as fun as a real hug, but even imagining it starts to help the brain to emit those hormones, to help you feel that sense of connection again in the meantime before we get to, you know, hug each other all over again. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.